This is the Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening, my name is Vinnie, nice to be here. Vinnie White's for the next hour, an audio buffet with American-sized portions. Informing you of the last week's news with a large serving of witty, wondrous waffle. It's the Vinnie White Show, normally with Elliot, the bald man. Uh, but a haired monster is on the other side of the screen. I believe uh, I believe your name is Patrick. Indeed it is. And um, it's with a slightly heavy heart that I have to mention a bit of a surprise. There is no more Elliot to be had on these shows. I'm afraid he has gone on to new pastures. I will do my damnedest to fill his shoes. He worked quite hard, but he, he never put in 100%. So just go for what he was, plus 1%, which is about sort of 82. I could do that. Yeah, that's all right. Isn't it? I, I mean, I barely get to 80 on my show. So I think as long as you're doing 2% more than me, we'll be rock and roll. Um, so anyway, nice to have you along, Pat. And uh, just a quick mention for Elliot. Thank you for all your hard work over the last couple of years, and we wish you massive successes in what you do. You're a good chap in general. I'm going to be honest, I've done nothing this weekend. I've got not a lot to tell you. I got out of bed at 2 o'clock in the afternoon today. Absolutely gorgeous. I mean, it was one of those things, obviously, I had to get up for pee. I mean, it was relaxing. It wasn't that relaxing. Uh, but I, I went to bed about sort of 2 um, and uh, I just did nothing today. Nothing. I mean, apart from the basic bodily functions that one has to do, put food in. Oh, I went to the pub and had a poutine. Yeah, the laziest day ever. I'd be surprised if I make it to 40, to be honest. If Today was every day. I would be a size of a small horse, at least. And uh, But it's been great. I feel very relaxed. I did go out last night to a, a Smith's and... Depeche Mode themed night. Yeah, on Queen Street in the sort of funky hipstery bit. It was good, actually. It was a nightclub called Nocturne. And they had two rooms. One room was all the Smiths all the time. And the other room was all Depeche Mode all the time. So it's great because you know exactly what you're getting. And a lot of people in there were a bit older as well. It's good seeing people dance with beer bellies. I like it. And just a few blocks away from all the cool young groovy cats... But I liked it. I'm probably going to go again if they do something like that. It's really, really nice. And everyone was mega into it, and the music was just phenomenal. Well, a lot of the Smiths and a lot of Depeche Mode. Yeah, that, that happened. Yeah. And I did a request as well. I felt like a 16-year-old again. I said, have you got any Smiths? He said, <laughs> heard it. Worth a go. Yeah. But I had to pay for it because I, I, I had a cigar last night, and I find they don't agree with me the next day. Do you get uh, indigestion? Everything goes wrong, to be honest, Matt. I mean, I don't, I don't want to go into graphic details, but let's just say the bathroom's been my friend today. One of the reasons I didn't leave the house. You might be getting some bad cigars, then. They are. They're those absolutely god-awful ones. Are they called Captain Jack's? Oh, yeah, those are I mean, the, convenience store ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not even cigars, are they? They're masquerading as cigars. It's my, it's my vice. I used to smoke cigarettes, and obviously smoking cigars is fine. And like Clinton, I don't inhale. Um... Was it Clinton? I didn't inhale. No, he did something else with the cigar. But he did do the I do not inhale thing as well. What what, what did he do with the cigar, Patrick? Uh, something to do with the intern and the sex scandal that ushered him out of office. Give me a, a bit more detail, mate. 
Um, what, I, what exactly did he do with that cigar? I can't say exactly what he did. I wanted it to be your first day and your last day. Come on, let's live on the edge. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he did naughty, blimmin' things, he did. Disgusting. Uh, speaking of Americans, there were some fantastic, stupid Americans this week. Uh, authorities in New Jersey arrested a woman wanted for filing a false police report. Particularly stupid American. Starts off quite intelligent in a sense, although a bit dodgy. Uh, police say Haley Oates, 25 years old, distracted the Department of Police with a fake emergency call on Monday night. So she was in the pub and she knew she was well over the limit and she didn't want a DUI. So what she did, she got in a car, drunk, and then decided to call the police and send officers on a fake call in another part of town. Bank robbers do that. Genius. Uh, officers responded to the report of a woman being attacked in a parking lot but found no disturbance. After leaving the Grasshopper Bar, Oates hopped on Facebook when she finally got home. She actually put down a post saying, I've just managed to pull one over on the police. She explained everything she'd just done and then wrote at the end of it, silly piggies, tricks are on you. Uh, so that was when the uh, detective police constable Wayne... Martin wrote a comment underneath that saying, uh, you're misusing the system. You have police officers that should be doing other things now responding to a call that was false so you can drive home drunk. And now you're bragging about it on social media. Do come into the station tomorrow or we'll come in and arrest you. You're about as dumb as it gets, he wrote. Uh, she was arrested on Thursday and uh, is charged with filing false police reports with uh, law enforcement and creating a false public alarm. Looks like the silly piggies aren't that silly. Um, <laughs> someone texting, Clinton had a humidor every man dreams of. Oh, my God. People. I'm sort of proud of you in some ways, but disgusted in another. Such is the emotion I'm sure you feel about me in this show. Uh, Zimbabwe this week had the fourth annual Mr. Ugly competition. Yes, it's good to get some world news. And what kind of pageant could you have here? Uh, Mr. Ugly? I don't think so. Pageant uh, judges have crowned a new favourite of the Zimbabwe fourth, fourth annual Mr Ugly contest, upsetting supporters um, and prompting rioting when they may have crowned the wrong Mr Ugly. Yeah, apparently this happened last night. It's a well-known thing in Zimbabwe, southern Africa, of course, uh, to have an ugly competition. Judges last night chose 42-year-old Myson Seer, citing his numerous missing front teeth and a wide range of grotesque facial expressions uh, over the previous winner, uh, William Massivinu. Uh, the previous winner had his supporters mobbed the judges upon hearing their decision, claiming that Sear was too handsome to win and that he was far uglier and deserved the Mr Ugly crown. He also proclaimed, it's not fair. You're basing it on his missing teeth. I could remove some of my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm naturally ugly. He's not. He's only ugly when he opens his mouth. <laughs> Do we have to lose our teeth to win? He proclaimed. This is cheating, shouted another contestant. It's all kicking off at Mr Ugly. While no one was injured, there was a great deal of pushing and shoving as the results were announced and insults were hurled at the judges. Shame no one knocked out a few front teeth, I suppose. It might have meant that justice was done. 
Uh, beauty pageants are popular in the uh, Southern African country. Is that a beauty pageant? It says here, beauty pageants. Surely that's not a, it's a reverse beauty pageant. And even though they are typically for women, scandal is not unusual. Earlier this year, Miss Zimbabwe winner Emily Kashote faced a backlash on social media with his Zimbabweans calling her ugly and undeserving of the crown. Plus, she was then later forced to step down when just two weeks into her reign, images surfaced of her posing nude. Now, in the interest of accurate journalism, I did look her up and, uh, yeah, she's got a face like a welder's bench. Not my cup of tea. Um, Good to be giving. Mr Ugly dismissed the critics as sore losers as he pocketed $500 in winnings. You'd think there was a bit more. On the table for to that. To have to walk around with that title, you yeah. deserve more. And like they're causing fights over it for 500 bucks. Mind you, the Zimbabwean economy's never been too stable. I'd, I'd like them to... Uh, <laughs> I'd like them to put their president as Mr. Ugly. I mean, they'd be shot, but it would be funny. Uh, they should just accept that I'm uglier than them, he said. Uh, the winner, of course... Uh, I hope to get a TV contract, said the winner. I already moved around schools performing and showcasing my ugliness. Sorry, is this the 1600s? It's like bizarro world. It's weird, isn't it? Well, I hope he makes some money out of it. If you haven't got it, flaunt it, I suppose. Uh, the complaints of uh, Masvinu and other contestants may have a degree of validity. Organisers had previously announced that disabilities or enhancements would not be accepted in the competition, which should focus on natural ugliness. I love that they've got a rule book on this. An ironclad set of rules as well. Yeah. Pageant organiser David Machawa, um, who, by the way, I looked him up as well. He's not beautiful. Is that he's in control of the ugly contest? He's for the a one reason? that came up with it, and I wonder if he said, "I wonder if he came up with it." And then, obviously, because probably the first one ever, he was probably the only one in it, so he probably won it. So it was quite a good way of getting five hundred bucks. Exactly. But he does. He looks like his his face looks like it's been hit with a shovel. By the way, at no point. Am I proclaiming to be any better looking than any of these people? Let's make it very clear. I'm on the radio for a reason. Uh, but he did go on to say, the pageant organiser said, uh, looks are God-given. We should all be proud of who we are. Which I suppose is actually quite true, really. Good message. Yeah. Um, Seer made a tremendous effort to enhance his ugliness by pulling facial stunts, said one of the judges. But we still found him disgustingly ugly. So, I bet he's over the moon with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got to do a quick break. You can text the show on 71010 if you want to chip anything in. We're going to come back. And uh, later on, I'll talk to Amanda Capito. She's our res- resident news guru. And she's been away for a couple of weeks. So I want to find out how about her time was in Ecuador. And also, I'm going to be talking about this. I, and it pains me to say this. Free yoga classes in Ottawa that have been cancelled because... The politically correct police said, no, you can't do yoga. And I think the reason, we'll discuss this in more detail, I think the reason is yoga has its roots in India. India suffered persecution. That hasn't been mentioned in the yoga classes, so they've had to cancel the yoga classes. I mean, it doesn't even make sense when I say it. It, Honestly, it's just bonkers, but we'll try and get to the bottom of it soon. Right here on News Talk 1010. 
You're tuned in to The Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. It's usually about this time with Elliot that I ask him about what he might be doing for Christmas presents, and he says that he's, there's a particularly good uh, shop that sells canvas prints that he's interested in. But um, he's not here, so I'll do it with Patrick. Patrick, got any ideas for uh, Christmas? If you wouldn't mind just doing exactly the same thing, please. No, I've got no ideas, although I hear there's this interesting shop that sells uh, canvas prints. Well, are you the sort of guy that's got a collection of good photographs on your phone or your camera that you'd like to blow up on canvas? I have a very big collection, and the only problem is they're just not big enough. Uh, Any of them dirty nude pictures? A few of them. Well, actually, we'd be particularly interested in those. (laughs) No, we wouldn't. Actually, I'll take that back. Pandora's box needs to be closed right now. Um, But if you, like Patrick, have some photographs that you'd like to blow up on canvas, wouldn't it be great if there was a place in Toronto that you could pick them up for that had 50% off if you picked them up? That would be the perfect scenario for the holiday season. The problem with online, though, is you've always got to pay up front and you never know what you're getting. Wouldn't it be great if you paid on pickup? That couldn't be better. (laughs) Then you need to go to, let me just Google it and see what comes up. Apparently, the best reviews, according to Google reviews, are MrPhotoCanvas.com. Did you get that, Patrick? What's the name again? MrPhotoCanvas.com. MrPhotoCanvas.com. You got it. Okay, that's great. Put to bed. I mean, it's borderline condescending, but most adverts are, aren't they? Yeah, I think there's a few YouTube spoofs of that. It, I think it's they do it in Wayne's World as well with the bad product placement. Yeah. Just shoehorning Doritos and Clorox into <laughs> things. I love it when they do that. Yeah, if you look at a lot of Hollywood movies as well, when they're particularly when they're doing sort of action scenes in New York streets, there's always like, why is that massive grand and toy truck behind them? What's yeah. that doing there? <laughs> Parked perfectly, isn't it? Oh, silly. Actually, it's quite funny when you watch BBC television because they're not allowed to do that. So it's a complete reverse. So there's a drama that I'm watching at the moment shot in my hometown of Brighton in uh, southern England called Cuffs. I'm watching it illegally on the uh, BBC iPlayer because I'm a bit of a tech guru hacker type dude, unless that's really legal, in which case I'm not doing that. But, um, yeah, Cuffs is interesting because every time they have a drink, it's always like a generic cola, and they're not allowed to say anything like, you know, pass me a Coke or a Pepsi. So it's really it's quite lifelike, and then they go, hey, pass me a generic cola. <laughs> Can I have the burger, please? Yeah. <laughs> we'll need to do this parcel up with some tape. You know, not sellotape, not scotch tape, t- tape. Yeah. That must be tough to write like that because you naturally would want to say, Pat, I'll have a Coke or a, you know, a, a, you know, something from Burger King or whatever, a Whopper. They all have brand names. Yeah. I'll have a generic burger and a cola beverage, please. Back to the action. Yeah, kind of kills the whole thing. By the way, if I wouldn't go running away with that cuffs thing. If you're looking for new TV to watch, I, I wouldn't worry too much about it. It's quite good, but it's 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 quite interesting in the fact that it's in Brighton, and Brighton is the gayest town in the UK, um, and one of the gayest towns in Europe per capita. And so the lead, it's like every cop story ever, but the lead is gay. That's the only difference. So he's young, he's a rookie, he gets things wrong. Uh, his his father's in law enforcement. He's a bit disenfranchised. You know, absolutely every cop drama ever. But he's gay. 
Nice touch. So just the love interest is a guy. That's a all girl. it is. That's all it is. Yeah. He still goes to bars. He sits there saying, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. You know, chats in a lonely bar, drinking whiskey, and then finds himself in bed with a man. Bit of a change. So it's just a casting difference between that and NYPD Blue or The Shield or any other... That's exactly what it is. So take, take, take Coca-Cola and Pepsi out, put a gay man in, uh, reduce the budget, because it's British television, just like Canadian, and... Um, not quite so much shooting because that's a reflection on the streets of the United Kingdom. Interesting. There you go. No need to, definitely no need to watch it now. Definitely no need. I've just explained every episode. Right, speaking of guns and speaking of the UK, this is what happens uh, on the streets of the UK this week. Terrifying reports of a man with a gun at a train station. Oh, this happened. <coughs> Excuse me. In the UK, cops went to a United Kingdom railway station after they received a call saying a man was carrying a suspicious item, which they thought was a handgun. Now, you have to appreciate that, yeah, we don't have a lot of handguns in the UK, um, but, of course, there is a heightened tension across the whole of Europe now, and everyone's a little bit nervous. So armed police raced to the railway station following, following these terrifying reports of a man with a gun this week. Gun cops were scrambled to the Stevenage railway station in Herefordshire after a member of the public reported a man with a suspicious item they thought to be a handgun. Officers arrived at the train station just minutes after the call and searched the suspect down on the ground. A witness said there was a lot of commotion and armed officers were everywhere. They asked this poor guy what was in his bag. It was a cheese sandwich. <laughs> That's very English. <laughs> it's so English, isn't it? <laughs> they said as they doffed a bowler hat. A police spokeswoman said, uh, while this may sound light-hearted... Our thanks go to the vigilant member of public who, concerned by what they saw, had the sense to ring police who took swift action. I think they might be mixing the word vigilant with partially sighted. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I really want to encourage that sort of paranoia. We would urge anyone else who is suspicious or concerned about anything they see or hear to contact us. Well, then don't put on British television. A lot of it's trash. <laughs> <laughs> Pierce Morgan's face. That's enough to call the police on. Ugh. At a time of heightened security, the public has a crucial role to play in supporting the police in helping to keep our community safe, said the police. Sorry, it was a cheese sandwich. You know that, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good job he wasn't a black man in the United States. Many black males have died for less than a cheese sandwich in the US. Staying alive in the US has sort of become an adrenaline sport, hasn't it? I'm, I'm sure pretty soon you'll see white adrenaline junkies giving up base jumping painting themselves black and walking the streets at night for the ultimate rush. With a cheese sandwich in their hand yeah. just to push the limits. Rush with death. Robot cats! Wow, what has the world come to? Robot cats are here. Speaking of cats, before we even get onto robot cats, do you know there's a cat cafe now on College Street here in Toronto? A cat cafe? Yeah. A if, cafe if, for cats? Well, sort of. I mean, the cats are permanent, the customers are not. Oh. So if you like cats and you haven't got one and you want to hang out oh. with one, you go and cute a lineup out of the door this week. I bet cat, cats are very cute. People love cats, don't they? That's probably not a bad idea for, you know, shelter alternatives. You could probably do that with cats and dogs and, you know, keep them off the street. That way they don't get euthanized. And everybody loves a cat or a dog. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's harmless, I suppose. I don't like cats. So the concept of going into a building covered in things that will purr and have 
sort of arrogant temperaments that mean that they don't really <laughs> like you, do they, cats? When cats look at me and... I, I mean, I don't like them. I've heard that cats like people that don't like cats. Is that true? I don't like cats, but I've never had a good relationship with a cat, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah. If you're a cat owner, is there any scientific, not your opinion, is there any scientific proof that cats are attracted to people that don't like cats? Because cats are all over me. They love it. They love a rub on the Vinny. And um, I sound terribly wrong. Um, but I don't like them. Parading their anuses. Disgusting. Um, but now you don't have to worry about actual cats. Who needs an actual cat when you can have a robot cat? Yeah, they've developed it. It's happened and they're on the market and you can buy one right now. A couple of clicks away. A robot cat. They purr, they nap and they love a tummy tickle. Perhaps it's a present for Christmas for your grandmother. They're called automation felines. Catchy. Cuddly, isn't it? Could you pass my automation feline? How are you going to market that for Christmas? Well... Some people are into this. They move on their own accord and they're fitted with sensors. So they respond to being patted and held and hugged and things, you know. They're sort of driven at elderly relatives. I think that's the idea. Robot cats. They could be the answer to your lonely grandmother. The automation felines move on their own accord and are fitted with sensors. So they respond to everything. Being held, hugged. I don't know if they respond negatively if you hit them. Yeah, do they hiss? And do they do that weird cat thing where they arch their back and yeah. they get on their tippy toes? Yeah. Is it weird that I actually want to club one? And I just... just but for those, sorry, I can't believe I just said that. I just want to sort of bash one. A robot cat, not a oh regular... Oh, my God. I do. Okay, the Just robot to see if it one, goes... Yeah. How well programmed is it? Not a real cat. I do not... I don't particularly like cats, but I have not a violent bone in my body unless... It's aimed at a robot cat. Did I backpedal out of that sufficiently? Oh, yeah. That good. We covered all our bases on okay. that one. So No cats were harmed during this radio production and will not be. But if I get hold of a robot cat and a baseball bat, I'm just saying the two are going to collide. I want to see how well programmed they are. Now, if you stroke its back for long enough, it will roll over for a tummy tickle. If it's left alone, it will close its eyes up for a cat nap, thus conserving battery power. Right, let's hear the advert. Wouldn't it be nice if you could give the gift of comfort, companionship, and joy to your aging loved ones? Not a joke. With realistic fur, purrs, and meows, Hasbro's Joy for All companion pets deliver a soothing, joyful experience that inspires smiles, laughter, and fond memories. It's so relaxing. It does. It just relaxes you completely. Watch as Gary is first introduced to the companion pet. A connection is made. You see it right before your eyes. I think so, too. Give the gift of joy and comfort with Joy for All Companion Pets. That's actually the sound of it. Which, by the way, that one must be Spanish because it rolled its R's. I assume at night it buggers off to one of the neighbours' houses to drink their milk and gets in a fight with another robot cat and then wakes up all the neighbours before returning home with a dead bird and spreading feathers all over the house. Arrogant. 
Apparently they even uh, feature special vibration technology to give the cyborg mogs the ultra-realist purr. But they don't go to the toilet. That's a bonus, I suppose. I think that's the only benefit is that you don't have to feed or deal with its leavings. That's why they're for old people, I guess. Exactly, yeah. But in reality, they probably just depress old people. I, I that's it's a depressing looking thing if you look at the commercial. Yeah, Go it, looks to Hasbro. A, it looks like a robot cat. Yeah, it doesn't look like a cat. It looks like if you said, "Oh, draw me a robot cat," that's what it looks like. Yeah. I, I just honestly, I think it would depress old people. It would depress me if I was old and lonely, and the best part of my day was stroking a robot cat. If that's my life. I just I have sort of have a picture of me desperately changing the batteries so I could have a kitty hit of robot affection. I'd be rigging up a hosepipe to the back of the car if I caught myself being excited by a robot cat. Ironically, that robotic furry feline would arrogantly purr through the whole event of a of a uh... yeah. No miracle rescue story. Yeah, it'd let you kill yourself, wouldn't it? It's getting a bit dark. Uh, called the Companion Pet Cat. It's available now for about 150 Canadian dollars, which, by the way, is about $150 more than most cats available on Kijiji. Yeah, which are free, right? Yeah, there's loads of free cats. Drive down any country lane, actually. You probably get a, a house with free barn cats. That doesn't mean if you're driving down a country lane right now, you're welcome to pick one up. No, there's a sign. You yes. Don't just take you need a sign. Cats. Even if there's a sign, you'll still need, to, still need to make an inquiry, okay? What I'm saying is I might not like them, but I don't want you stealing them. So you put that cat down! <laughs> People all over the countryside right now. Yeah. <laughs> cat thievery spikes in the countryside. <laughs> uh, apparently, this is just the beginning. Why doesn't that surprise me? Other robot animals are set to follow hot on the feline's heels. They're already in production and will be around next Christmas. They haven't said what they are. I assume it's a robot dog. I don't know. I want a robot camel. Wouldn't it have to be animals that are mostly stationary? Because a dog moves around a lot. That's the whole point. How are they? This cat just sits there and purrs. Does it not? Does it not walk about? From the video, it just like moves its head up. Oh. Oh, I see. And a dog, the whole fun of a dog, it runs around. It's great. I love dogs. But I want a robot giraffe. That's what I've decided. It would be quicker than the King Street streetcar, wouldn't it? Yeah. Getting on a, on a robot. Actually, the robot cat would be quicker than that, and it doesn't even move. <laughs> <laughs> the giraffe's neck would get caught on the, the streetcar lines. <laughs> I, I don't know if I should read the last text out. Because I don't know, I, I don't quite understand it. Can you can you see that? From, I'll check it. Yeah, I just feel like it's a bit, a bit of a weird one. Tell me if I should read that out. I hate to put you in suspense, people. I'm sorry about that, but I just feel that it's a little bit too close to the edge. It is, isn't it? It it's a bit too close to the edge. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say there was a lot of gags that you could do with another name for a cat. Rob Ford's favourite word for it. It might be that as well. Okay. Tell you what, just because Elliot's gone doesn't mean that I want to get out of here either. I like this job, all right? Well, let's just clean up your text, you filthy animals. 71010. And I still don't know the scientific fact about this. Is there any proof, scientific proof, to suggest that cats are attracted to people that don't like cats? Because they're all over me. 
But I don't want opinion. I want fact. Put this to bed. Oh, and then there's another thing. I had a massive argument with a friend of mine this week um, about the percentage of Americans that have passports. Okay? And I heard somewhere, so it's not a very reliable source, and I appreciate that, and I admit that, which was the beginning of the argument, that it's 8% of Americans have passports. And then I looked it up, and I cannot for the life of me find a reliable source. I've heard 8, 15, 40, 20. So if you're good at Googling, or perhaps you work for some sort of body in the United States that would have these statistics, can you tell me what percentage of the US population has a passport? I don't know, and I have no way of knowing, and I have spent so long this week trying to find out. Don't you dare tell me you've just looked it up and found out straight away. I have found something that seems like a reasonable source. It's the state consulate department of the U.S., and they say that currently there's 15,556,216 valid passports in the United States. So what's the population? 360 million. We're going to have to do some math. Well, I think I could, I've already done it. So did you say 15 or 50? 15, one five. One five? Yeah. So that's... Actually, I think I can do this. Uh, you listen to News Talk 1010. Where we're doing live math. Oh, wait, no, that's by the year. Hold on. Uh, see, we're this gonna... is what I stumbled across. Yeah, we need a break. Does that mean issued each year? Yeah, exactly. Good, because it was about 3.5%, so that, that wasn't going to happen. Okay, so I still don't know. I'm going to do this. I got I googled so much this week, and I didn't get anywhere. That's someone. Something could somebody could text the answer in. Of I where love to fact look. checkers. Yeah, just send send the answer. Obviously, send the source as well because I need that. Yeah, it's something we could Google, please. Yeah. So, how many people have a valid passport in the United States now? In other words, how many people of the 360-ish million residents of the United States? How many of them could leave and come back at? at Drop of a hat. That's all I want to know. And my goodness, it's hard to find out. And the first text then says, legal ones? Question mark. Well, yes. Yeah, because they don't know how many illegal ones are there. And the fact of whether they... I don't think illegal ones have got a lot of US-issued passports. Hence the fact they're illegal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's been away. She's back. She's bad. It's Amanda Capino. Thank you. That was the best intro I've ever had. I'll say that. It's a bit dark, wasn't it? I liked it. It was epic. Amanda Capito is the resident news guru, and she's been away. Why? How? Why did you leave me? I know. It was a really big decision, but I wanted to go to Ecuador, and I thought I can uh, separate from my love, Vinnie White. Did you just go, two weeks. Did you do the Galapagos? I did. Oh, mate. Galapagos, Amazon Rainforest, and then a couple cities, including Quito, Cuenca. Mm. Yeah. Cuenca? Yeah. It's actually where a lot of expats are living. You go down there, it's all Canadians and Americans who've, oh. who've uh, created a little home, retired there. Yeah. Did you have a good time? It was amazing. Uh, I don't like it coming back from a trip when you've had an amazing time because a lot of people go, was it nice? And you're like, no, it was mind-changing. Yeah. I stood atop a mountain. I met love. It changed me forever. You know, no, it wasn't, weather wasn't nice. nice. Yeah, there's no way of encompassing it, yeah. really. You have to see pictures, especially mine was a lot about the wildlife mm. and being around animals. So the one thing I say when I come back is in Toronto and in any city, really, you get so used to seeing something on the side of the road or seeing something floating in the water and you go, oh, garbage. That's just how your mind works. Mm. 
And there, it's always a live animal. So, like, right. floating in the water, that's an iguana swimming beside you. Oh, on the side of the road, a lump of dirt? No, no, that's a sea lion just hanging out. <laughs> like, the cars have to swerve around the sea lions and the Galapagos. Really? Do yeah, they? They're everywhere, yeah. And lots of really big turtles. And so then it just got to the point where it was I was swung the other way. I see something. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, it's a rock. Okay. Oh, what a letdown. <laughs> but it was there's no garbage. Very clean country. Galapagos especially. But they're doing a lot to protect that. But I saw some wildlife that my pictures look like they're fake. It's, it's amazing. Well, it's funny you should mention that. When um, Darwin came back and documented evidence of what he'd seen, a lot of people didn't believe it. Yeah. And I remember, uh, there was a story once they got the first duckbill platypus, an Australian weird mammal, uh, to the British Museum, and everyone was convinced that it was cut up pieces of different animal put together. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. And I think that some of the things that you see in the Galapagos, even when you're prepared, are probably mind-blowing. Still show- aren't yeah, they? the blue-footed boobies, which are just—I had to say it. Really? Yeah, it's you're a disgusting. bird. Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and their their feet are so blue, and it's the bluer they are, the older they are, and it's it's fantastic. It's great. You know, you always see the pictures. You're like, is that a filter? But no, it's real. The the bluer they are, the old they're older they are. Yeah. Mm. So the the male boobies with the bluest feet get all the ladies. Why? Because the older is more dignified? I suppose they've earned it, have they? And they are better fish catchers and more experienced at taking care of babies, so the women want to mate with them. They think they'll be better taken care of. There's a good market there in some blue food coloring for the younger <laughs> and the, boobies. Yeah, you could sell them. <laughs> and the, the younger ones, in order to outshine the older ones, what they do is like a little dance. Do they? Yeah, I didn't get to see one live. But... Which which is a sort of way of saying, look, girls, I know I haven't got exactly the bluest of feet, but yes. look at my moves. Exactly. Yeah. Be distracted by my moves. In blue-footed booby Tinder, is there an app that makes <laughs> your feet look bluer? I'm sure there's some sort of filter. <laughs> I should copyright that. I'm just going to write that down. Blue-footed booby filter. Uh... I've always been looking for that app. University of Ottawa students' decision to cancel yoga classes has sparked an internet backlash. Wait, the students chose this? The University of Ottawa students' decision to cancel yoga classes. So, kind of. Okay, explain. It's an act of political correctness by student leaders at the University of Ottawa. Now, it's not unanimous, don't get me wrong. Right, it's just the leaders. Yeah. Okay, of like certain associations. But it sparked an international backlash. Now, here's here's the basics. They've cancelled yoga classes. Now, I can't see any reason why at this stage. So let's read on and find out what definite, logical and reasonable decision came to this. Okay. Okay. Student leaders at the university have halted free yoga classes, bending concerns that its practice was not sufficiently sensitive to yoga's cultural roots. What? The decision earlier this fall meant that 60 students in the yoga instructor's class, her name's Jennifer Scharf, and she's a, a yoga instructor, very keen, uh, flexible little number she is by the pictures. and uh, That detail wasn't necessary. I know, and again it sounded perverse. <laughs> I don't know. And it really didn't, it wasn't. What it wasn't, happened to you while I was away? I know, I think it's partly some of the things to do with the voice and the accent as well. I think I sound a, a little bit uh, look at her, all supple and nice. Well, stop describing people as supple and nipple and whatever the heck you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say that she looks flexible in the photograph, but a middle-aged man saying that just instantly sounds like a pervert. Yeah. Right. She's a yoga instructor. <laughs> She's bendy in a nice way, but I don't fancy her. Okay. Right? 
Blimey, got out of that one. Anyway, she's been uh, bending herself into all sorts of positions. It's gone pervy again. And uh, but she's had to stop. Now, why? Now, I, I've read this a number of times, so I'm just going to read it out. But I, it's one of those things that I read out, and I, just, I don't understand it, even though I'm reading it out. Okay. That could also be it was not written very well, but let's see. Well, I've read it on three different websites now, and it still okay, boggles my mind. I think mind. it's you. Okay, then. <laughs> um, have you ever heard of cultural appropriation? Cultural appropriation. Yeah. Okay, so if we don't know what that means, I looked it up and it says it's a sociological concept which views the uh, adoption or use of elements of one culture by members of a different culture as a largely negative phenomenon. In other words, you could say it's a form of racism, perhaps. Okay, but the yoga, what is so wrong about how they've used the yoga culture? Okay, right. This is what's happened. The yoga program is on hiatus while consultations take place to make the class more accessible and inclusive. We are trying to have those sessions done in a way which students are aware of where the spiritual and cultural aspects come from in yoga so that these sessions are done in a respectful manner. It is viewed that since yoga has its origins in India and India has had lots of cultural problems including being ruled by the British, tyranny, general awfulness. Those values are not being addressed in yoga. Do you understand what I've said? Because I hate saying this because I don't understand what I've said. Okay, so they want more in influence from India or less influence from India? In the lesson, in the class. Well, to use That's the wishy-washy, to... pathetic idiocy of language that they've used, we're trying to work out in which way students are aware of where the spiritual and cultural aspects come from, so that these sessions are done in a more respectful manner. Okay, you know what? I don't. Whatever it is, I feel like it's being ridiculous, and this is people looking way too much and digging way too much into this. Students. If they want to know the cultural origins, they can go and research it themselves. They don't need, like, a, a catechism class right before it explaining yeah. the religion, which is making – unless someone was mocking – unless this instructor was mocking parts of the culture in her class, which I really doubt she was. I, an Ottawa yoga instructor. <laughs> right? Like, I just don't think that that's the case. But yeah, that would be so, the exactly. only case where but, it was disrespectful and it would need to be reevaluated. it was the case. So let's, for example, let's imagine lots of people will new Luke Lemons turn up. She says, hello, welcome to these free classes on the University of Ottawa campus. I'm your yoga instructor. Yoga has its roots in India. India has never had any problems and everything's tickety-boo. That would be a lie... <laughs> And it wouldn't be truthful in its reflection of history. But even if that was the case, and I don't even believe it was, then just don't say that. Okay, but also no yoga instructor says that kind of thing. I know. All it is, okay, they, they take parts of the um, of different cultures. Sure, they'll they'll say namaste at the end of class. There's some, you know, you people will incorporate stuff about chakras and your point of balance. So people, each instructor draws upon their own inspiration. Some don't even mention any of that. I think what they've decided is, well, well, it's always one guy, right? There's only one person that's yeah, been that's, an idiot here. Yeah. It's, this is not reflective of the 60 students in yoga that have had, that have had their classes cancelled. Yeah. And they're probably having a conversation right now exactly the same as us saying, I don't even know what happened. But I think someone has said that they haven't acknowledged that India has had a repressive and difficult history historically and that colonialism and some of the uh, historical uh, tragedies 
of a country, a developing country such as India, are not reflected in yoga. And if you're going to do yoga, then you need to talk about that as well. That's, you can't just take the bit that you want from a culture and leave the other stuff behind. That's ridiculous. It's, isn't it stupid? It's so stupid. And if I'm wrong on that, please get in contact with me because I, I don't understand what else it could be. Because chess was also invented in India. Are we going to have to do a lesson before we ever play a chess match, before we bust out the chessboard? Absolutely. I like Portuguese custard tarts. Love them. <laughs> do I have to think every time I eat one about what the Portuguese did in some of the African nations that they colonized? Do I have to think about that? The fact that they did some awful things uh, in Brazil uh, oh. when, when they started occupying that with the local indigenous peoples? Should I start thinking about that this is when so, I eat a tart? It's counterintuitive to what yoga is supposed to be about. Exactly. Madness! Thank you for joining me, Amanda Capito. We must cut to a quick break or I will be fired from a cannon. It's the Vinnie White Show. So I covered your ass on that one, didn't I, buddy? Did you press the news button accidentally? Who's a silly boy? Oh, you'll get along fine. You've done well so far. Um, actually... I think you might have done very well because I believe we have our answer to our question. At least I hope we do. I asked earlier if anyone has the capability of finding out for sure what percentage of the residents of the United States of America have passports. Because I've heard stupid low numbers, stupid high numbers. I, and I Googled it this week. I got nowhere. Did you hear from any of our listeners? Yes, I had a lovely call from Ian from Scarborough who walked me through how to find the answer. And do you believe in the source? Not just Ian, but the source that he guided you to. Ian sound legitimate, and so does this source, theexpeditioner.com. It seems very legitimate, and it's got lots of uh, citations and everything in it. A website about travel. Yeah. So, what percentage of Americans have passports? 46% as of January 2014, according to the U.S. State Department. Okay, that seems a reliable source. Well... I think that's the only people who would probably know. Yeah, 46%. Well, that's encouraging, actually, because the, the reason I got into this is because I heard it was 15, which I thought was horrifying. Um, but 46 is all right. Yeah, that's pretty good. At least almost half the country could travel if they needed to. Mm. I don't know. Okay. Um, I'm afraid, alas, on that bombshell, we reached the end of the show. I thank you so much, Patrick, for pressing buttons, and I will see you guys here next week. Always a pleasure. Never a chore.